I dreamed again last night that I was Billy. From Adam Blessing's journal. Mrs. Auerbach was drunk again. In the five years that Adam Blessing had worked for her, he had seen her drunk only once or twice a week. Things were getting worse lately. She was seldom sober. This Saturday afternoon in early May was her sixth consecutive day on the bottle. As usual, she arrived at the autograph mart a moment or so before closing. Adam had been calling her since noon about the customer for the Lucy Baker album. Where the customer is, Adam? she asked, huffing and puffing her way across the floor of the basement shop. Her habit was to eat a whole roll of peppermint lifesavers as she made her way from her apartment on 2nd Avenue and 57th Street. It was a distance of three city blocks in a straight line, as straight as Mrs. Auerbach could manage. The customer, he said flatly, is gone. He was in three times last week, twice this week. He won't be back. Good. It doesn't want it enough. I don't want to sell it to him anyway. That is a law, Adam. Yes, ma'am, said Adam. Why don't we just make it a law that we don't sell anything to anyone? The old woman ignored the sarcasm. With considerable effort, she lowered herself to the folding chair before the card table, which was her desk. She blew at some dust on top of old papers there. Collectors do not interest me, Adam. She pulled a bottle of rum out of the wire wastebasket under the card table and set it in front of her. A customer must love what he buys from me, enough to come back a hundred times if he has to. To collectors I don't sell. Adam, they are worse than parasites, these collectors. They are saprophytes who off the dead live. She unscrewed the cap of the rum bottle. Well, that collector is not going to live off Lucy Baker she said, and she punctuated it with a long swallow of rum. Adam said, We aren't going to live off her either. Mrs. Auerbach was fat, and in her late sixties. She always wore sweaters and skirts, even in the hot months, and silk stockings with ankle socks over them, and low black oxfords which were always polished. Her garters never reached above her knees. They were rolled to a stop an inch below her skirt. Her hair was a peculiar orange shade from the self-administered rinses. She wore it long, past her shoulder blades, and when she thought about it, she tied it in place with a piece of rough brown wrapping cord. Today, she had not thought about it. She kept blowing at it from the sides of her wrinkled mouth, trying to keep it out of her eyes. Often, when Adam was confronted with her dishevelment, he was reminded of the way she never dotted her I's or crossed her T's, bald proof of her absent-minded carelessness. Saw, she said, setting the bottle back on the card table with a thud. The city wins, no, Adam? Adam knew it was starting. Another of Mrs. Auerbach's harangues against the city of New York. They were going to tear down the apartment house where she had lived for over thirty years, 
Already she was the only tenant remaining in the building. The gas and electricity had been turned off a week ago. Adam knew this was one of the reasons she was drinking so heavily lately. He sneaked a look at his wristwatch. Five past five. His date with Dorothy Shackelford was for 6.15 at the Roosevelt Hotel. Mrs. Auerbach, he tried, but she waved his words away with her pudgy hand. She said, I saw you. You are rushing so much all the time, all the time watching your clock, ah, Adam? Hasn't that been the trouble with the business, you're rushing? In this business no one rushes and makes one dime. You rush like the city rushes.